0: this is the Happy Rant Sports Podcast, in which Ted Kluck and Barnabas Piper rant about old sports, new sports, sports books, sports movies, and anything else related to sports that they feel like. Enjoy.
1: Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Sports Podcast. I am Ted Kluck, joined as always in studio by my good friend, my partner in sports radio, Barnabas Piper. Pipe, NFL free agency has been insane the last few days uh feels like the nba now a lot of player movement uh a lot of people in new places a ton of trades i i I can't remember a time in my life where there have been this many nfl trades yeah up until uh,
0: like a year or two ago nfl trades were the only time they happened was the draft and even then it was almost all pick it was almost all pick compensation very few actual players
1: dude we're getting player for player deals we're getting pick for player deals we're getting some like Amazing ones, some crappy ones. So let's let's dive right in, man. Um and let's do so with a cup of redbud coffee. Yes. Redbud coffee roasters. Uh you should go online from your home. Uh, because if you leave the house right now, you're the worst. Um as evidenced by uh smug
0: people. It's a good time for smug people too. On the plus side, the smug people are all at home, so they won't know that you left, but um that's true, but they will judge that's you true. in their minds from a distance.
1: The great thing about Redbud though, you can buy it from your home. And I think that's even the preferred way. So Piper tell them how to get Redbud coffee.
0: Yeah, if you go to redbudcoffee.com or is it redbudroasters.com? Hold on. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, this is bad. <laughs> this is it's redbudcoffee.com. I was right. Okay, so redbudcoffee.com um they have they have a whole variety of roasts and uh and if you use the code happy Rant at checkout you get a 10% discount off your whole purchase. So I just finished a bag of their Colombian and I'm working on a Brazilian right now which is um which is wonderful. And uh, I've tried maybe 5 or 6 of their roasts. They have sweet packaging too. Like they come in these Dude, I cle- love their clear plastic sealed bags, but inside a really sweet cardboard um like just cardboard uh, box. But, you know, all branded with their stuff. And it's uh, so it's just it's really it's good for keeping the coffee fresh. But then it's a really clean look, too. And uh, they they do a great job. And, yeah, I have yet to run across one of their roasts that I dislike. So, um, yes, during this time of quarantine, when we're all borderline miserable, coffee helps. Good coffee helps more. And coffee that you don't have to go out and buy anywhere helps the most. So go to redbudcoffee.com. Use the code HAPPYRENT at checkout and get your discount. And uh, you will enjoy it. It's good. It's really Hi, good Rick, stuff.
1: Let me ask you a bit of a philosophical question, kind of as a bridge to our first set of topics, which is right. quarterback movement in the league. So, of all the quarterbacks who have been in play for the last week, guys who change teams, guys who are still free agents, which one do you think is most likely to drink some Redbud coffee? Like, who could you see on that list mm. with a with a little cup of Redbud?
0: Oh, let's see
1: like Phil Rivers as he's dealing with this No, kids. dude, he's a
0: straight up Maxwell House guy. Like he's <laughs> I just love it. he's just a uh, redneck with 14 kids. Um uh honestly, well, let's see. So quarterbacks on the move. We've got Tom Brady. He's a hard no. He's like a a green tea and and Yeah, he's green tea. He's a tea drinker for sure, you know something Dude, what about fermented? cam
1: newton like riding a tricycle with his little audrey hepburn scarf, I feel like cam of- newton's
0: the type who would drink terrible coffee that's expensive just because it's expensive like the kind that, that's yeah. like digested by goats and then or whatever Digested by
1: goats it's yeah. got little flakes of gold in it you know teddy, yeah
0: teddy bridgewater strikes me as a possibility um yeah. because he just he seems to be he's just a very like level-headed person reasonable He yeah, re- seems reasonable but but like, he also he works he has worked his way into a better position so like he seems to yeah. understand that the value of quality and he now makes a, a very nice salary and uh, yeah. so he's a possibility. Um, I could see Kirk Cousins trying it once, but I think he will try whatever is pitched to him next. He's an opportunist, so he's an opportunist. Whatever's going to make him the most money. Yeah. So if you know he would try it one time and then probably. Gosh, I hate probably that not. guy so much. <laughs> We've well, well established on this podcast him exactly. him and the Titans, two things we can't stand. Um, oh. let's see. Um, Dude, oh, you know what? what? About, uh, Ryan Tannehill is a decent option for this, too. I feel like, in yeah. terms of just he's now That's settled got, in, he has a job, has a coffee. Yeah. yeah, good, good coffee, but again, he's not, um. He's just not an obnoxiously pretentious guy. So I could see him like Redbud being his thing, you know, small town, Illinois, business, family run. Um, I yeah, I, I so I put him and Teddy as the two. They are the two that I would like to, to, to drink at the most. So I'm going to be optimistic and say it's them. There you go, man. I like
1: it. I like it. I could see that. So, Piper, let's get into these quarterback moves. This has been... A Fascinating week for NFL quarterbacking. Let's start with a big one, uh, Brady to the Bucks. So, for you, like, what's the emotional slash kind of cultural impact on this? And then, what's the on field impact? Um, and then finally, do you like this for the Bucks and for Brady? Um, so just go to town on it,
0: man. Yeah, so it's the big one emotionally. I'm very torn because I on the team side of things, I hate it. I hate it yeah. for the Patriots because Brady Belichick was, you know, the Montana Walsh, the Jordan Phil Jackson, the, you know, Tim Duncan Greg Popovich, the, just sort of this, uh, except better than all of those in terms of compared to the league, you know, yeah. the most dominant team of my adulthood. So they, yeah. you know, they they won their first Super Bowl my freshman year in college and and have just been the best team since then with with a couple blips along the way. Um and so for that to be done it makes the NFL less interesting to me. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I realize agree. that if you're like a Dolphins or a Bills or a Jets fan, it makes it more interesting cuz you might have a fighting chance now, but yeah. for the rest of us it's like, "Oh, come on, man." Like, we either loved rooting for them or we loved rooting against them, but we loved them for some reason. And Absolutely, th- they moved the gone. needle emotionally. Yeah, that is gone. That is gone for so, sure. And I, yeah, and then you know, on the Brady it, side, I, it feels like Emmett Smith going to the Cardinals. It's like, oh, okay, well he's done. Yep, yep, yeah. I, I think so, Pipe. I think uh, obviously, like optimism
1: abounds in Tampa, but um, yeah, I see this as a as an Emmett to the Cardinals kind of arc for Brady. Um, I hate it as a Pats fan, Tristan and I have been grieving the last few nights. In fact, we, uh, we stayed up late a couple of evenings ago, the day that the news broke. Um, Pluto TV has been running a marathon of like great Tom games, great Pats games. And, uh, everybody else went to bed. We stayed up late and grieved together. So yeah, it's, it's a weird one for him. Like he's 17. Tom has been the only Patriots quarterback he's ever known in his life you know, uh, Brady started quarterbacking that team three years before my son was born. Um, which is insane to think about. So, uh, yeah, it's quite a shift. It's going to be weird to watch the first Pats game with Jarrett Stidham or Andy Dalton or whoever ends up playing quarterback for that team. Um, not being Tom Brady, it's going to be a real moment. And, uh, it seems like they're kind of just chunking out their roster and, uh, they're embracing a full rebuild, which we'll get to later. Um, impact on the Bucks. I see Bruce Arians as a real, like, down the field guy. You know, he, he likes to go deep. Brady is the ultimate dink and dunk guy, so uh, I'm not sure how it's going to work. Um, Brady yep. will also want to be the assistant GM, so <laughs> I, I just think he went to the place where he got the most autonomy. Yeah, You know, and it's East Coast, proximity to New York, all the stuff that's been mentioned, but um, it'll be an interesting marriage with Arians and Brady because if he didn't like Belichick's Strong personality. He also might not like Bruce Arians' strong personality. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, Arians doesn't strike
0: me as a as a backseat guy. As a Arians push-up. has has made it work with a a handful of quarterbacks who are fairly volatile over the years. Because yeah, he was that's with Pitt, he was with Pittsburgh, I believe, yep. with Big Ben. Then he had Carson yep. Palmer, who's not volatile, but like he has a reputation for being a bit sensitive. Yeah. Um, and then he he made it with Jameis without ever like just throwing him in front of a bus. Yeah. The first guy right. to throw 30 interceptions or 30 touchdowns on 30 interceptions in a season. And he didn't kill him. I don't, I don't know yeah. how he did that as a coach. Um, yeah. So I could see that working. The other thing, th- the one reason this could work is because when Brady trusts his receivers, he's, mm-hmm. he does more aggressive things. So like when Gronk yeah. or Randy Moss were on that team, he put up yeah. passes down the field that that didn't seem smart, but he trusted in those guys who were the best contested yeah. catch guys of of, of their position. Yeah. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are not bad for the chuck it up and trust uh, yeah. thing. But that but Arian system calls for that most of the time, whereas Brady would do that. Periodically, and then do a lot of the the Wes Welkery Julian Edelman throw to the running yeah. backs thing. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm curious if Arians will adjust his system to make it work for what Brady is good at. The other question is: Is Brady good anymore? Like, I don't. Yeah, it's hard to tell because they had trash receivers last year in New England. They did. So I don't they had know. Trash
1: receivers. The O line was compromised by a couple of injuries. Um running game, running game was hurt by the loss of James Devlin. You know, I think I think going into 2019, the Pats were gonna do kind of a, a throwback, ground and pound, fullback and tight ends sort of deal. Um and then when Devlin got hurt, um and their center got hurt, Andrews, uh Shaq Mason was hurt, you know, I think they scrapped that and they just went back to the whole kind of five wides, Brady figured out thing, which they just didn't, like you said, they didn't have the horses to do it. They didn't have talent. So, I mean, Brady with actual like receiving talent and weapons is intriguing to me. But yeah, to answer your question, I don't know, you know, and, the, and whenever the cliff comes, right, whenever he falls off the cliff, it's going to be drastic and nobody really knows when that's going to be. Like there, there were times last year where I thought – the arm strength and the snap and like some of these things you look for in a quarterback was there. Like, um, so I, I don't know. I don't know that he's, you know, just, uh, weeks away from falling off the cliff just yet. But, um, there's something about this that makes me think it's not going to be as like gilded as everyone thinks, you know, I think it could go South in a big way. I mean, what happens when, you know, the bucks start the season two and four, you know, um because they're still the bucks they still have questions on defense um their offensive line stinks right their offensive line is terrible and if Brady didn't like playing behind a
0: patchwork Patriots offensive line last year he's not going to like playing behind this one well and and so I'm looking at it they have the they have the 14th pick which is it's a good spot to get an offensive lineman in this draft yeah. I think yeah uh, good tackle draft it's not a good spot to get a quarterback um unless somebody unless one of the top few guys falls but that seems really unlikely it does. um you know whether it's uh it's it's not you know since he's taken since he's taken a QB over one two is not going to yeah. fall what's the guy's name from Oregon is it Herbert Herbert uh, Justin Herbert yeah. I, he's he now is being talked about as a top 5 or 7 pick so It feels like they have to go offensive line to make this work because Brady is an all-in move. Like you don't go with Brady as he's not a bridge to something. And then I guess they just worry about quarterback in next year's draft. When if but here's the problem: if it works out with Brady, they have a worse pick next year. You know they're picking twenty-seven or something. That's right. And and so yeah, it's a to be fair, they didn't have any good options right now because it was snow. They did, you know, Jameis was, n- nobody should want Jameis at quarterback. Like he's not a good yeah. starter and he's not a guy you want as a backup. Like he, he has a ton of talent and n- no mind for the position. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess it, from that sense, it's shrug and be like, sure. You know, like why not roll with it? See if we can make it work with these receivers and then we'll figure out the quarterback thing in the next year or two. Um, that rarely works out for teams, but you know, yeah. it would be fun to see him have a huge year. I just think it's unlikely. It kind of would.
1: Yeah, I think it's unlikely as well, Piper. So speaking of Jameis, um, we're kind of doing this like quarterback musical chairs thing right now. And I can see a couple of guys not having a chair at the end. And I think Cam Newton and Jameis might be those guys. One of those two names is surprising in that Cam Newton has had a great career. Jameis has not.
0: Well, Cam Newton's Um, still under contract, isn't he?
1: Well, Carolina signed Teddy Bridgewater, and Cam made it pretty clear that he wanted a trade. Um, So, yeah, technically he's still under contract. But, um, you know, I've got to think Carolina brought Teddy in to be the culture guy that Cam Newton cannot be and has never been. I mean, Cam's culture has always been Cam. Right. Um, So— I, that being said, I don't know who's going to want Cam Newton in their clubhouse commensurate with, like, what he brings to the table in light of all his injuries lately. I, I, I just think he could be a great player who ends up without a job, and, and that's really interesting to me.
0: Well, and the other thing is Cam Newton's a little bit like um, <clears throat> Allen Iverson or Russell Westbrook or somebody in the NBA mm-hmm. where you have to build the offense around him. Yeah. Um he yes. is he is profoundly talented in very specific ways. Yeah. And so you have to have a certain kind of receiver, certain kind of offense, and yep. he's only as good as his ability to run the ball. If you turn him yep. into a moderately mobile downfield thrower, you've just got a... You've he's got the a, 22nd best quarterback in the league. Yeah, he's, he's Josh Allen, except yep. Allen can still run. Exactly, and, yeah, and he's he's, an he's a junction. better passer than that, but but not yeah. he's not a great yeah. passer, and so much of his passing builds off the running. Like, yeah, I think he he's in the spot where something somebody I don't know. Let's say so the Bears traded for Foles. We'll get to that one in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The Bears would have been an interesting team for him because Trubisky needs to go, but now they've traded yep. for Foles, and it's like, oh, you're just going for like the pseudo steady hand here. That's an interesting move. I think Campbell. I have like been, it
1: though. I like it.
0: You like I like it though. better than Cam. Um, well, I mean, I I think I do, but yeah. Cam, if the Bears wanted to compete for a Super Bowl, Cam's the better option.
1: Yeah, I agree. He also might the get Bears them are... the
0: third pick in the draft because he might play seven games and then tank the, the whole clubhouse. But,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: And, and I think it would have been
1: more that than the other. I have a scenario that I think is the most cam Newton scenario ever and the most this team scenario and it's Washington um obviously Ron Rivera's there you don't think he's a little sick of working with cam I think he's either sick of working with cam or (laughs) can you imagine a quarterback room with cam Newton and Dwayne Haskins in it like that's a sitcom (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's that's a that's a really interesting quarterback room but Um, I don't know the familiarity factor with Rivera, the fact that it's a terrible idea makes it for sure the thing that the Redskins will do. Um, I think of all the scenarios out there, like that's the only one that feels remotely realistic for me with Cam Newton anymore. Um, Either that or he he goes somewhere as a backup, which is like hard to envision. Like it's hard to imagine him holding the clipboard for somebody. What about somebody
0: like the well, the Chargers still need a quarterback. Um, Yeah, that's true. Unless I missed something. But I think right now they've got Tyrod Taylor and nobody. Um, They do. Yeah. And again, I think that's a terrible idea because I think Tyrod Taylor with that defense would probably lead them to a better chance of winning than Cam would. Um, Dude, I agree. I'm bullish on Tyrod Taylor. I always have been. He's he's a guy that's always been
1: a victim of uh, whatever big name has just
0: been drafted. You know, when he's Uh, and he's also a victim of he's. He's not what anybody wants at quarterback, but he is better than most of the options. Most Dude, of the fallback so, options.
1: He's so careful with the football. Like he's not going to lose you games. And like for me, I value that a lot. Um Yeah, he's 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 uh he's Alex Smith esque. He is. Yeah, he's Teddy Bridgewater esque. Um and those are both guys that I like. So Fool's to the Bears. Let's talk about
0: that. Um this is a thing that I like. Can can uh-huh. I can I give one more one more outlandish idea for Cam Newton before we move on to football? Please, oh yeah, this is fun. This All is right, fun. So um, Jared Goff stinks. Yep, they paid him a lot of money, but he still stinks. Yes, he does. And uh, what about Cam to the Rams? Because <sighs> they, they, mean if they were going to be like, we've still got some talent, we need to make one more big swing at this thing. So maybe not this year, yeah. but like. They sign him for, you know, they're like, all right, this is a rehab year for you. Plus, it's a weird year. We don't even know when the season's going to start, whatever. Um, But Cam Newton replacing Jared Goff seems like a kind of a shrug, like, I don't know, might work. I weirdly think McVeigh could like
1: work with him too. Like, I I think McVeigh has whatever that connectability kind of factor is that that you would need with a Cam Newton. I think he could do it. I kind of dig that pipe. They got to hurry up and do it though while while Todd Gurley still has knees, you know. Um because they're they're starting to sell off pieces
0: too just because yeah. of their cap situation, I think. Um they've they've lost some key guys, but um Yeah, you get in bad cap situations when you sign Jared Goff to a billion dollar <laughs> contract. Amen. Amen. That is that is a that is a true statement for sure. So Nick
1: Foles, man, poor Nick Foles. That guy's he's just kept a bag packed his entire career, but uh, he is, he is on his way to Chicago and the bears, I think gave up a fourth round pick for Nick Foles. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of Chicago people trashing this move. Um, I actually like it a lot because I have such a low view of Mitch Trubisky and I have a relatively high view of Nick Foles. Um, I think he could really flourish here. Uh, are they a Super Bowl team? Or are they even a, division winning team I don't know I don't think so but he will provide some stability and some output at that position that they have not had in a long long time your thoughts
0: yeah I think uh, not giving up a lot for him yeah is and, and Jacksonville's eating something like 18 million dollars of his salary or, oh, or his, exactly the, it's I mean, a, so it's it's not a massive financial cost for the Bears this year Trubisky's yeah. still in his rookie deal, and he's terrible. Like so as, bad. as a Vikings fan, I just kind of slumped my shoulders because I'm like, ah, I liked the Bears better when they had incompetent quarterbacks. Like last year when the Vikings played the Bears and Trubisky got knocked out of the game and Chase Daniel yeah. came in, I was disappointed. Oh, absolutely. I was like, I as don't a think Vikings Chase, fan, that's worst-case scenario. Yeah, I don't think know? Chase Daniel is good, but like he's an NFL quarterback and Trubisky isn't. So yes. it and, – and Foles is – a competent starter, you know? And I think the way that they, with, with their offensive scheme, the running game and, and kind of multiple things they can do on offense. The fact that they have some healthy receivers now, they're, they're a threat. They're a competitive team. The defense is still solid. And uh, I'm very annoyed by this as a Vikings fan. I think it was a smart move and giving up a fourth round pick. You give up a fourth round pick for like a really good backup,
1: and exactly. And often your fourth round picks don't even make the roster, right? right. So and so it's um to it's get, a it's a safe yeah, it's a safe flyer to get an adult in the room. I think it's really gonna help the clubhouse. Yeah. Dude, honestly, I think the the Bears sort of stiff necked, were staying with Trubisky regardless kind of posture last year, really lost them the clubhouse. You know, the the defense that was playing hard in week one was no longer playing hard in week eleven. Um
0: when it was kind of about a necessity because they they had given up uh, so many picks for him yeah and they i mean Chase Daniel wasn't a legitimate option he is a true no, backup they didn't have good options yeah he he is the very definition of a backup right um so speaking of backups i will say though that i think the bears the vikings are probably going to be worse this year just given all the moves they've had to make the packers will likely be as good or better than they were last year i mean i don't see any reason they'd be worse um, the they, lions are a dumpster fire. The, the lions are, are absolute dumpster fire. The lions are are signing all of the players who Bill Belichick decided weren't good, um, yeah. and and so the like the Bears could potentially be a And they have an outside shot at like the wild card. I think. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, they, I'd say they and the Vikings are competing for second in the division this year. They're yeah. probably pretty equal teams. I think the Vikings have yep. a, maybe a little bit better system overall, things like that, a little bit more continuity, but. Yep, but if Foles plays well, they're a competitive team. I agree, man. I
1: agree. Yeah, I like it. So backups becoming starters. Let's talk about Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. Do you like this? Oh, I love it. I do. I like it from a culture standpoint. I I like it all the way around.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, I like that. I like it from the that standpoint. I like it because they they have put a bunch of receivers in place on that team or receiver slash running backs who are sort of so like Curtis Samuel and um, uh, Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, who are all guys who are great with the ball in their hand. And it doesn't they don't require a guy who's going to hit them 40 yards downfield. Um, And Teddy is a consummate distributor and he's going to be very careful. And he's young still. I think he's like 25 or six. Um, it's not a super expensive deal so they can help rebuild and strengthen other parts of the team. Yeah. And, and they have a new coach who has run some really successful offensive systems in two different places, uh, in college. And so I think it puts Teddy in a position to be successful. And I think it's going to be great for that clubhouse too, because he's just a, I think everybody in the league likes him and respects him. Um, he's come back from a lot, he played well for, what did he go, 5-1 and one or 5-0 and oh as the yep. Saints quarterback last year? Yep. Yeah, I love it. Plus, I just, I have a deep and abiding affection for Teddy as a guy who I wish the Vikings would have held on to. And, I know it uh, That I wish he
1: was still your quarterback. I'm just not going
0: to stop wishing that. Um, I know it. So seeing, and the other thing is, after what happened to his leg, seeing him get a, a starter role is really yeah. cool and I'm happy for him.
1: Dude, me too. This This to me is the ultimate Modern NFL kind of quarterbacking move in that it's it it makes economic sense. Um, He's a player that I like. He's a player that does things that I would want a player in that position to do, which is protect the football. Um, And he he does it on the cheap. I mean, this is a this is a great move for Matt Rule um, to kind of start his his franchise with in Carolina. Okay, Piper, Phil Rivers going to Indianapolis Uniting with Frank Reich. Um
0: does he have anything left? Does he make Indy better? Um I I think if I think it depends on how well he meshes with Reich's system. Because Reich is a yeah. he's a really good offensive coach. Um and it's more of a quick passing game, a little bit more timing kind of thing. Like you remember when two years ago when Andrew Luck came back from shoulder surgery, people were really weirded out because for the first few games, everything was dink and dunk until he kind of built up some confidence. I think that's what Rivers needs because he threw a ton of picks last year because he was just chucking the ball downfield and and into contested situations. And I don't know if he still has the arm to be a downfield guy. Um, Yeah. So... I think he makes them better because he's experienced, because he's smart, and and he, and I'm not just totally. I th- I think Brissette may may be a high end backup. I don't know that he has yeah. starter capabilities in terms for a winning team. Um, yeah, kind of Tyrod Taylor esque. Um, yeah, and so I think he makes them better. And it's a, what is it, yeah. a one-year deal? So, again, they, they 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 just sort of move the ball down the field, and they, they strengthen the rest of the team. And they say, all right, we're going to do this for a year, and then we're going to figure yeah. out next year. And the nice yeah. thing is the league as a whole has so much more quarterback talent than it did five years ago that they'll probably right. be able to find a competent replacement if he retires. If he plays well, they bring yeah. him back. And so... It's I I I don't love the move. I don't think he's great. I think he's solidly yeah. mid-tier at this point, you know, quarterback yeah. number 16 or 17 in the league. Yep. But that might be good enough with the rest of that team. They're a pretty solid team. Agreed. Speaking of quarterback number
1: 17 in the league, Kirk Cousins gets more money from the Vikings.
0: Uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins extended. has the Vikings by the uh <laughs> the 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 proverbial sensitive areas, and yeah. so they they have to pay him or not have a quarterback. I know, I know, and I uh, hate hooray. it so much. Hooray for the Vikings! Yeah, I don't. I keep seeing articles by various Minnesota writers. Can the Vikings win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins at quarterback? And uh-huh. the, the answer to that is yes. In the same way that like the Ravens could win a quarterback with Trent Dilfer, or win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer at quarterback, and uh, like yeah, you the league team, was different back then. Right, but a team right. can win with yeah. a mediocre quarterback if everything else is right. It's Who's just, the crappiest quarterback to have won a Super Bowl in the in the last, let's say, decade. Nick Foles. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I. I don't. Yeah. It, am I missing somebody? No.
1: Let's. I mean, the half of, half of those games are the Pats and Tom Brady. So um, I was right. going to say Eli Manning. Um, but it, but that feels
0: like a different era as well.
1: It like does. That, it does. Yeah, that was the like ground and pound. Like I don't know, they had Brandon Jacobs, Brandon Jacobs, and, and Tiki Barber and Tiki Barber. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're right. That that was a different era. And they and a and ferocious they, defense. Yeah, I was gonna say they lived and died on their defensive line uh, sure. more than they did anything else. Their offense was pretty yeah. mediocre, actually. It um, really was. Yeah, they had no kind of talented receiver. Um, I mean, because it's yeah, been you're... it's been Russell Wilson, it's been Patrick Mahomes, it's yeah. been Tom Brady a couple times, it's been um I mean
1: the thing that would worry me about cousins vis-a-vis this conversation is that he's way worse than all of those guys you just mentioned. You know what I mean? Like markedly worse. Oh yeah. So yeah, if we're if we're looking for comps of teams who have done it with crappy quarterbacks, yeah, you got to you got to kind of go into the wayback machine, and that's that's problematic. But yeah,
0: it's. But you're right. He, it, it's, he it's, does have
1: them over a barrel. They it's got no such choice. an
0: offensive league now that mm-hmm. you need to be transcendent at that position. I think to to consistently yeah. have a chance. Yeah. And the thing is, like, he's a system quarterback, so he looks good mm-hmm. when the system is clicking. Yeah. But when the system's not clicking, he doesn't make the like, he does not pull the offense along. He is yeah, the a, whole thing comes apart. He's a cog in the machine. He does not drive the machine. Absolutely. And like you look at his numbers from last year, you would think he was an all timer. It's like yeah. 70% completion rate, 30 something touchdowns, like four interceptions, uh, yeah. you know, four thousand something yards, just an amazing year numerically. But you yeah. watch those games and you go, I don't trust him. Exactly. I, exactly. You know, the yeah, you- with the exception of the playoff game against the Saints and even there he disappeared for the second half of that game um some of that might be the the coaching but he that's the first time in a highly anticipated um competitive game that he's looked pretty decent and made some big throws you know big throw to thielen big throw to Rudolph okay. down the stretch to, you know obviously to seal the game in overtime um but yeah I don't trust him I'm not excited about it um and it's the kind of thing where it's it's it, they have him for three more years and then they they can't cut him at any point in the deal without taking a ton of dead money. So they <laughs> either know. trade him or have to give him another two or three years and keep pushing this thing down the line. And, and there's so, going to be
1: no trade market for him.
0: None. Not at the salary. You no, know, granted, in three years, the salary that he's getting... Uh, might not be so bad. Although his cap number in the third year of this deal, I heard is $40 million, Oof. which oh. I mean, that's Patrick Mahomes level. Exactly. You know, For
1: the 17th best quarterback in the league. Yeah.
0: It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm not, I'm not excited about it. I just, you know, I feel like the Vikings are going to be a nine and seven team this year because their defense is going to be a yeah. little bit worse. Their offense is probably going to be a little bit worse because Stefan Diggs got traded and, Dude, you know? those years toward the
1: end of that deal are not going to be pretty where you can't pay anybody because you're paying him. And yeah, it's it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly. I mean, the the really the gamble was he'll get us to the Super Bowl last year, or he'll get us to the Super Bowl this year that's coming up. So let's let's pivot into Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo. Um the Bills gave up a lot for this player. Are you sad to see Stephon Diggs go? Let's start there.
0: I mean emotionally, yes, because he's a fun yeah. player to watch. He yeah. he had probably the most memorable catch in uh in recent Vikings history a couple years ago against the Saints. He's like when he's when he's clicking, his route running is like Marvin Harrison asking, just sort of putting mm-hmm. defenders on skates. Yeah. But there comes a point when a guy's getting paid $14, $15 dollars and he's a pain in the butt that you yeah. go, let's and the Vikings have a bad cap situation. Uh thank you Kirk Cousins. But um so dumping that salary for a first round pick and then a couple mid rounders is is pretty good value for what yeah. it is, especially yeah. when you look at what the Texans got for DeAndre Hopkins, which was just garbage. Um yeah. And uh so I'm sad to see him go. Um, I think it's a good necessary move. The Vikings need to invest more in low cost players and they, they were, Mm -hmm. they're, they were paying two number one receivers. And on a team that's not going to pass 45 times a game, that's That's a, that's a poor distribution of resources. That's a luxury you cannot afford. It's a luxury very few teams can afford, uh, even if they do pass that much. So that's right. It's, it, I think it's, it helps put them in a position to build other areas of the roster better. Um, and, I, you know, and then there's the snide, smug side of me that also is glad to see him go to a team where he's going to hate his quarterback even more than he hated Kirk Cousins.
1: <laughs> That's right, dude.
0: Um,
1: yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. Obviously, optimism runs high at this time of the year, and um, yeah, if you don't if you don't like guys that, who struggle to get the ball on you down the
0: field. He's he's going to be very frustrated with Josh Allen. Well, the thing is, like um, Kirk Cousins is a pretty good downfield thrower. He, you know, he mm-hmm. he's pretty accurate. Their pro- his problem had as much to do with the fact that there were games where the Vikings threw the ball eight or twelve times because exactly. the defense was solid and they could run the ball forty-five times and and yeah. you know grind out a twenty-to-thirteen win or something. Yeah. Well, the Bills are not going to throw the ball forty times, and if they do, twelve of them are going to end up in the fourth row, and yeah, so that's right. He's I think he's and and it's freezing cold there and it's not an indoor stadium. So uh, (laughs) good luck, Stefan Diggs. I think you just talked your way into a situation you're going to dislike even more. Yeah, the numbers aren't going to be there for him,
1: I don't think. Um, And as we as we know, receivers love they love their numbers. They love their catch numbers and their touchdowns. And if he can put in the paint, then obviously it's worth it but uh but a lot of things have to go right up in up in buffalo for that to happen. Deandre Hopkins on the move uh goes to the the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury. Um fun kind of situation for the Cardinals in that uh they get this they get this player for a backup running back essentially. They they ship out David Johnson um and they bring in Deandre Hopkins who is unhappy uh in Houston unhappy with Bill O'Brien. Dude, okay, so often we – like, we take jabs at the Titans a lot on this program um, for being boring and having a crappy uniform and kind of somewhat being a disaster. But, dude, if you were a Houston Texans fan, all the same things are at play, right? You got a crappy uniform. um, The personnel moves are are head scratchers
0: at best, right? Bill O'Brien is is the worst GM in the league, and it's – I mean, he's – He's terrible at his job. Yeah, it's a tough time to be a Houston Texans fan. Yes. Like really. What I, f- if, what I feel so bad for their fans because they they lost Jadavian Clowney and DeAndre Hopkins, both of whom. No, oh, Hopkins is probably top five receiver in the league. Clowney's a yeah. you know he's a top half defensive end. He's very good, Pro Bowl yeah. level. Got yeah. zero first round picks out of it. Yep. They traded traded for Laramie Tunsil and didn't give him an extension, which means they then had to trade DeAndre Hopkins because they have to have money to re-sign Tunsil. And it just – everything he's done as a GM is dumb. They traded a third-round pick for Duke Johnson and then traded the best receiver for the guy who's a a slightly better version of Duke Johnson. (laughs) None of this makes sense. I – Texans fans, I don't know how many of you there are. I don't hear much from you, but let me just give you a podcast like hug and pat on the shoulder because I'm so sorry you have to have a GM who's this bad at his job.
1: Dude, they traded a third for Duke Johnson and then never gave him the ball in favor of getting like three point one yards a carry out of the great Carlos Hyde, who they fed like thirty five times a game. Um yeah, it was it was wild. You know, really, really wild stuff there out of Houston. I will say um, I love this deal for the Cardinals. Yes, dude. How fun does it make the Cardinals? Like, how good do you how good do you think they're going to be realistically? And people are making these wild and crazy
0: predictions now about the Cardinals. Well, I think their uh, defense is a is a dumpster fire and a flood. Yeah. Like they're just yeah, yeah. terrible. But if they can have an if they can find a way to have an adequate offensive line, just yeah. just professional level. Yeah, they have they have a really skilled receiving crew. Hopkins is ridiculous. They still have yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, my homeboy, we graduated from high school the same year, fellow, 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 Minneapolis kid, um, just keeps putting up numbers. Kyler Murray got better and better as the year went on. And Kingsbury seemed to figure out NFL coaching after the first few games and made yeah. adjustments to put his team in a better position. So, yeah. If they can if they can get a solid offensive line, just a couple professional guys, and yeah. then um and they're and maybe hopefully improve their defense, I think they're gonna be competitive. I think they're gonna be fun. Yeah. Kyler Murray's gonna yeah. put up some numbers. Dude, I think it's time for
1: them. How disastrous do you think the Rams are? I think they're pretty disastrous. So I, I think this could be yeah, an opportunity year for Arizona to kind of make make up a lot of ground on the Rams, if not overtake the Rams. Um,
0: I think as long as Pete Carroll is coaching in Seattle um yeah. and Russell Wilson is their quarterback, they yeah. that division just tilts to the Seahawks, but well, I agree. Yeah, I definitely. think I I I kind of feel a little bit about Arizona the same way I do about the Bears. You know, very different kinds of teams because the Bears are very solid defensively and if they have an adequate offense, this is kind of the other way around. But yeah, like they could be competing for—I don't know if wildcard is right—but like they could really give some teams some trouble this year. They could they yeah. could hang a sneaky yeah. thirty-five on the Rams and and you know put them on their put them on their heels, that kind of thing. Totally. And I think totally. They're gonna, I think they're going to be fun to watch,
1: dude. So I think the Raiders have quietly done really great work um, in the free agency and trade. It has period. been quiet. so they. Yeah, they signed two really good off-ball linebackers, Corey Littleton and Nick Um, I think they both make uh, the Raiders' defense better. How do you feel about the Mariota signing? Um, Mariota to the Raiders.
0: Is Carr still under contract? Carr is under contract. So is this a Gruden competing for Carr. the starting job, or what is this? I think this is competing for the starting job. I think
1: this is probably winning the starting job, to be honest with you. Um, it's a weird one for me because I feel like Gruden's beef with Derek Carr was always that Derek Carr was too much of a puppy dogs and ice cream, nice guy, not a, mm-hmm. not a rip your lungs out kind of guy. And, um, Mariotta is arguably even nicer than Derek Carr. <laughs> I mean, just a sweetheart of a, of a kid by all accounts. So if Gruden wanted like, you know, some glass chewing old school swaggering, you know, le- yeah, leader of the room Brett type Barr
0: is what he wants.
1: Exactly. He wants Brett Favre, he did not get Brett Favre in Marcus Mariota.
0: Well, but uh, the, the other complaint about Carr, well, granted they don't have any receivers right now, so maybe it's a moot point, but the other the other yeah. complaint about Carr was that he would not take a risk. He would not throw yeah. the ball downfield. He was just check down Charlie. Well, yep. Mariota is not great at throwing the ball downfield either. Like he can make some throws, yeah. but so could Carr. Carr's got a better arm than Mariota does. But Yeah. But both of them are so cautious with the ball. Now maybe this is the direction they want to go because they because they drafted Josh Jacobs because they put money into their offensive line because you know they yep. their tight end is their best receiver what's the guy's name yep. um the Jordan somebody oh. yeah yeah uh, I forget his uh-huh. name but so and and maybe that's the route they're going now of course they'll probably go out and draft a wide receiver first round because they really need playmakers but yep. I don't know I I want. I have sort of low-grade Bridgewater-esque feelings about Mariota in mm-hmm. that I really like him. He's been yeah. through some tough injuries. He played for 17 different offensive coordinators, so he's never been in a position to succeed. And I would love to see him have his potential maximized, uh, That'd be whatever awesome. that looks like. Yeah, I, he's such a
1: likable guy, man. And and again, we always goof on the Titans, but but I think you and I have both really liked Mariota as a person over the years. And he's just one of those guys you root for to like. Yeah, and,
0: and I, wanted, some, I wanted I wanted him to go be right. good. And Yeah, totally. And totally. uh I don't know if he is. He does strike me a little bit as somebody who will likely be a long-term high-end backup. I don't yeah. I don't know that he has the uh either the arm or sort of just that like that click into psycho gear. Not the not the yeah. glass chewer, but just the the I'm I'm in I'm an intense enough competitor that I will I will take the risks, I will make the throws, I will drag my team to a victory. I just don't see it. Yeah. And so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I'll, think he's gonna be capable of doing quite enough to like
1: definitively win that job. You know, it's gonna be a kind of a pick em deal, I think. Um Okay. Dude, I think the Ravens are gonna be really scary next year. They were scary this year. Yes. And they added Calais Campbell and Michael Brockers to the D line. Um, so the rich get richer there as far as front, front sevens that are scary um, to pair with Lamar Jackson and, and all those weapons on offense. Um, let's talk about guards. Let's talk about guard stuff. Um, the Detroit Lions are fascinating in that they're letting all their good players go to other places. Um, I don't know who's going to be left to play football for the Detroit Lions, to be honest. Um, they're going to be like a semi pro team next year. And it's fascinating because they, they, uh, they let their best lineman go. Graham Glasgow, uh, goes to Denver. So the Broncos get a a good guard there. Um, Marshall Yanda, who I mentioned on the last program, uh, retired, he's going to be a hall of famer. Uh, but my new guard man crush plays for Arizona, J.R. Sweezy. Have you watched a lot of J.R. Sweezy tape Piper I have or any? No. Yeah. Really athletic, really mean. Kind of like a young Richie Incognito without the
0: off-the-field issues. I'm bullish on J.R. Sweezy. Well, when I Richie like Incognito is on the field, he's really good. It's it's really. him as a human that presents all the problems. So if this is <laughs> Richie true. Incognito the player but not the human, that's a that's a very positive description.
1: Dude, Richie Incognito drinking Redbud coffee, you think?
0: Could you see it? Uh, I think he would like chew the beans and then spit them on an old lady or something. Well, that's another way. That's actually one of the suggested
1: pairings on the on the back of the, the packaging there at Redbud. So, um, you can either brew it in the standard way or, or chew the beans and spit them on an old lady. So, uh, however you want to enjoy Redbud coffee, it's up to you. A lot of mediocre edge guys
0: change teams. Piper, do any of these move the needle for you? I'm just gonna I'm gonna read some. Well, quick quick offensive line one. Uh, how do you feel yeah. about the Browns signing Conklin? It's not a guard. I think it's good.
1: Ignored, yeah, good but, for the Browns. Okay. Yeah, it's good for the Browns. I mean, he was he was always kind of going to be the odd man out in the Tennessee kind of financial picture this offseason, in that um they gave some money to Tannehill, they franchised Derrick
0: Henry. Um Conklin was going to be the odd man out. So I think I, it's gonna hurt the Titans more than people realize because Conklin is a is a not he's not an awesome tackle, but he was like yeah. the, one of the top three or five graded run blockers which is what they build their entire offense around so
1: yeah that's right yeah very solid run blocker dude speaking of the lions doing astonishingly stupid things they backed up the brinks truck for um the the eagles backup tackle vitae yes huge guy kind of a turnstile not a good football player um i mean that's those statements are all relative he's a very good football player compared to me or you but um But not yeah, relative the Lions, to his salary. Right. The Lions have not done anything this offseason that's made any sense. And um that is that is one of those moves.
0: By this offseason, do you mean since Matt Patricia became their coach? Yeah, dude, and it's it's so weird
1: too because so I listen to all these football podcasts and Patricia's been on a couple of them as a guest. Like he was on Chris Long's podcast, which um is really kind of a fun listen. And he's he's been on – what was the other one he was on recently? It might have been some Mel Kuyper thing, but um, he's a really fun interview. Like, Patricia just seems like a genuinely fun, jovial dude to spend time with. And I really want it to work out for him, except yeah. that I don't have any confidence that it will. And I don't like any of the moves they're making. And uh, he, it makes me confused because Matthew Stafford is still really good. Uh-huh.
0: He's really really good. I would in trade fact, Kirk Cousins for I would trade like Kirk Cousins and a first round pick for Matthew Stafford right now. Dude, I think Matthew Stafford
1: with your roster in Minnesota, I think the Vikings are a Super Bowl team at that point. Like, I feel really really good about that. Um dude, he would be a great clubhouse guy. Everybody loves Matthew Stafford. Man, that that would be cool.
0: Yeah, P- Patricia <laughs> missed one very important thing in the taking over of a team and that is you only get to create a team in your image either with smart moves over time or if you're starting from zero but if you're coming into a team that's loaded with professionals you have to figure out how to play to their strengths to some degree and he took the ball out of Stafford's hands well he's your best player so that's dumb yeah. And then he just started signing a bunch of guys who were like low grade versions of the things that Bill Belichick figured out how to use. Yeah. The other thing is one of the two is a genius and it's not Matt Patricia. So yeah, he, <laughs> I, Lions fans also get a podcast hug from me for having just the dumbest decision maker, this side of Bill O'Brien. Dude, they've been through so much Lions fans.
1: I really, I do. I feel, I feel Terribly for Lions fans. Um, Of which I am kind of one. Um, Okay. Mediocre edge guys changing teams. We'll end with this. We'll
0: see if any of these move the needle for you. Robert Quinn to the Bears. Um, It moves the needle because it bothers me when the Bears get another guy who they can figure out how to utilize. Like I think Quinn, in the right situation, will still be a very effective player. He's not the guy who led the league in sacks a few years ago. But the Bears... I think he's replacing who Leonard Floyd Leonard Floyd. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I I'm not thrilled with the fact that they have a guy who can actually rush the passer instead of Leonard Floyd. And I, they didn't, they didn't pay a ton for him. So uh, yeah, I great move for the bears. Not thrilled about it as a Vikings fan.
1: Yeah. Dante Fowler to the Falcons. He stinks. What are the Falcons doing? Like, like just as a, as an entity, everybody thinks of them still as good, but
0: they're, they haven't been good. A oh, while. And they were horrific last year. Like they got, yeah, they got the doors blown off the first half of the season, mm-hmm. and then they kind of turned it around a little bit. But yeah, they they have they have not been remotely competitive since getting uh, beat in the Super Bowl. Um, They're kind of Bengals South in that they've got a an unremarkable
1: quarterback who's been there forever, and a great wide receiver, and kind of nothing else that makes you excited um yeah not great yeah I I
0: mean Fowler Dante Fowler is another one of those guys who if he was on the right team with the right scheme he could be effective but if you're expecting him to go like solidify your defense you know good luck with that yeah for sure Leonard Floyd to the Rams yeah I mean Um, didn't they have Dante Fowler and then they had Dante Fowler yeah Yeah. so they replaced Dante Fowler with Dante Fowler so good luck the Dolphins overpay for Shaq Lawson The Dolphins have done some... I'm intrigued by this one because I think Brian Flores might be a really good coach. I agree. And they they signed Byron Jones, I believe. And so they have a really good defensive backfield. Man, it would have been nice if they kept Minka Fitzpatrick because then they would have been amazing in the defensive backfield. So I think Lawson is an okay player who put up kind of accidentally big numbers. Yeah, But he's the kind of player... Like if you put him on a Belichick defense, he's a Mm -hmm. super useful player (laughs) flores might be that good of a coach
1: not not also flores got almost all of belichick's linebacking unit from last year um so he got kyle van noy and a landon roberts um so that's interesting uh who else did they get yeah i don't know i i like flores though that team could sneakily
0: maybe win the division next year because i think new england is tanking are the pats tanking i don't think they're tanking i mean because they re-signed mccourty and they franchised Franchise joe Thuny or Tooney. guard um, yeah. another yeah another very good guard um and i think that they will give it a competitive go this year and then next year is the year where if or like belichick might retire and then yeah. they they just so for example if they're if they're two and four after six games Mm-hmm. They might start making some trades and things like that, but yeah. I think they're, they're going to try to go, you know, nine and seven, ten and six, and win that division this year.
1: Yeah, and, and nine could. and seven or ten and six still could do it. Yeah, who's their they, quarterback, Piper?
0: Who 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 plays in New England? Are they uh, are they going with uh, Jared Stidham? I mean, rumor has it they love Stidham, but like rumors out of New England are just lies. So who knows? Totally. Um, it Dalton's in play. He's still unsigned. Yeah. How fun yeah. would Cam Newton to the Patriots be? Oh, dude. Newton and Belichick, though. That oh, that per- marriage wouldn't last a week. Or it would be perfect. Yeah. It might be the one person who Cam Newton respects besides Cam Newton. Who knows? Dude, that would be fascinating. But, yeah. You make a really compelling point. Can there. you imagine? I mean, imagine Bill Belichick getting a fullback at quarterback, which is essentially what Cam Newton is. He... He, well, dude, and he's always kind of been
1: fascinated by that, right? Like he took a flyer on the whole Tim Tebow thing for a minute, and Cam Newton is a obviously a way better version of Tim Tebow. Um I don't know, man I kind of I kind of like it. I kind of like it, but I don't know if Bill I don't know, could he ever get there in his own in his own like heart with Cam Newton? To be like, I'm going to
0: try this. Think about it. They, they, they tried Antonio Brown. They brought in Josh That's Gordon. True. They brought in Randy Moss. I mean, and Moss worked out great. Like, Cam Newton could be Antonio. the quarterback version of Randy Moss for them. He could. He could also he could. be the quarterback version of Antonio Brown for them. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's... Exactly. Man, I of all of the things we've discussed, the Rams is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. The Patriots is the one I would love to see the most also um, because... I think it would make Patriots fans so angry that it would make me giggle. So, dude, it would it
1: would keep the Patriots interesting for another couple of years,
0: though. You know what I mean?
1: They would they would continue to be a factor. Which is, I mean, if if they if they start Jared Stidham, they'll go nine and seven. They'll lose in the first round of the playoffs,
0: or they might go four and twelve. Like they or they might they go don't four, have any offensive exactly. talent outside. Well, period, they don't don't have any offensive talent. So, uh, yeah, that could be rough
1: they've got a bunch of guys who haven't played. I mean, they've got that Nikhil Harry who they drafted last year who really didn't play much, but kind of came on a little bit toward the end. They got the, they drafted the running back from Alabama last year who literally never saw the field. James Devlin will be back, which is big. Andrews, their center will be back, which is also big. I don't know. They could, they could be sneakily decent, but like them being sneaky, decent next year, all depended on Tom Brady coming back Mm -hmm. to me. And You know, with that in flux.
0: Man, the more I think about this, the more I want Cam to go to the Patriots.
1: It's fascinating, dude. It's really, really fascinating. It would be the ultimate boom or bust kind of proposition. It would either be amazing or it would be the biggest disaster in the history of, like, modern quarterbacking. And we'd know it by week three. You know what I mean? The wheels would come off real fast. Oh, we'd know it in training camp. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, pipe interesting stuff, man. We have, uh, we've done what we always do on this program and that we've wandered to and fro throughout some sports things. You and I are going to be back in the studio tomorrow actually to do, um, some creative sports stuff in lieu of actual sports happening. Uh, we're going to, we're going to go deep dive into the past and uh, watch some tape together and do some commentary. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Who do we sign off with today, man? What, what's the name for today?
0: Um, I think you should pick a, a guard crush of your choice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, All right. Piper, we've done what we
1: always do, and we've wandered to and fro throughout these topics. And until next time,
0: J.R. Sweezy. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings.